0: to Comedia del Cinema, the podcast that talks about some of cinema's most noteworthy comedies. Today is no exception. I'm one of your hosts Jordan Wolf.
1: I'm your other host Emily Walborn.
0: And what are we talking about today?
1: Today we are talking about the 2023 film No Hard Feelings.
0: That's right. The Jennifer Lawrence star vehicle first mm-hmm. in a while for her. I just noticed this chair that I'm sitting on. I think this is the one with the missing screw. No, because look no? how wobbly mine is. Well, look too. how wobbly this one is.
1: It's the same as mine is oh. how wobbly.
0: Oh, listeners, we are both on a wobbly chair. Mm-hmm. Today's film, No Hard Feelings, directed by Gene Stupinski. Mm-hmm. Written by Gene Stupinski and...
1: John Phillips.
0: I couldn't figure out how those two got connected to each other.
1: John Phillips' only other credit... Uh-huh. What's, do you know, or what's your guess?
0: Um, no, my guess is because I know that the director has a jury duty. Is creator of jury duty? Maybe this guy wrote on jury duty.
1: It's a movie. His only other credit is writing for uh, it's
0: a movie. Give me a hint.
1: It's a movie we saw on one of our first dates. Dirty Grandpa. Yeah.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. This is very much not a Dirty Grandpa esque movie, despite it also no. being dirty
1: stupinski does have a lot of good comedy credits which i think it's clear why this movie is such a great comedy
0: yeah jury
1: duty like you said the creator of Mm -hmm. uh wrote on the office wrote good boys wrote bad teacher wrote year one which we can forgive
0: yeah look a lot of things went wrong with the year one written by gene stupinski and his former writing partner lee eisenberg who They were writing partners up until Good Boys, Mm. I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, But that movie was directed by Harold Ramis and produced by Apatow, so, you know.
1: One of the worst movies I've ever seen, however.
0: Same. Um, He was going to, he and uh, Lee Eisenberg wrote uh, Ghostbusters 3 in Mm -hmm. the early 2010s and i was watching videos of gene stupinski doing press junkets for no hard feelings and someone asked him what happened with that and he said the reason it never got made was that bill Murray never read the script oh and so no one they (laughs) could never move forward because he would never give them a
1: i see uh, yeah an answer yeah that's bill for you yeah he's notoriously difficult to work with (laughs) notoriously
0: sweet man um but this movie got off the ground a lot quicker
1: yes it based the plot came from a real life craigslist ad Mm -hmm. that a couple of of the two of the producers sent to stupnitsky
0: stupinski Stupinski. i believe
1: um and then they also told jennifer lawrence about it and Mm -hmm. had her in mind uh, for the film, from the beginning,
0: yeah, that makes sense. There was a big bidding war, yeah, between so Sony slash Columbia they won um, against
1: because, Apple, Netflix, and, and universal. universal, which is surprising. Yeah. I was surprised Universal didn't get it. I this feel like
0: feels like a Universal comedy yeah. in a lot of ways. It really
1: does, yeah.
0: But. But also, I mean, Sony and Universal are two of the only ones that are making a lot of hard comedies on yeah. Lionsgate. But Lionsgate is like barely a studio. Sad. Sad. Um, but yeah, it got off the ground really quick. Jennifer Lawrence was paid 20, 25 million dollars for this movie, I think. Um, which.
1: Do you it, think that's high or low?
0: Uh, very high because the Mm -hmm. budget for this movie is 45 million dollars
1: whoa so the majority
0: of the budget went to her which i think but
1: she's also a producer on it
0: yeah um and i think that is you know fair when you're selling
1: selling it as a jennifer lawrence comedy
0: yeah the only issue with that is well if you take that off the -hmm. movie's box office looks very impressive but if you say it's a 45 million dollar movie mm-hmm. the box office does not look as good
1: it's that actually is a pretty low budget comedy nowadays i feel like 45
0: 45 is mid-budget technically yeah but it's weird because most comedies are either under 5 million now or they're action movies 100 million plus right
1: what was do you know what joyride was
0: um, I think the dryad budget was around thirty.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Which? But what was Barbie's? Do Barbie's
0: was one hundred and forty million dollars.
1: Right, they made that back certainly.
0: Yeah, well, and that also looks like a hundred yeah, million I mean, plus. Movie. Well, also
1: when you have to pay like five hundred people to be Barbies.
0: Yeah, and everyone's taking their full fee. No one's.
1: Oh yeah. I no mean...
0: one's getting a cut to be mm-hmm. a Barbie.
1: Yeah. You're not going to give John Cena a a pay cut just because he's only in two minutes of the movie.
0: No, but he's been popping up everywhere. He
1: has been. No, I like John Cena. He was... I have nothing against him. I think he's great.
0: He was a bright spot of Argyle. Remember he was in that? We'll have to talk about Argyle on next year's comedies. (laughs) Um, Oh, no, we will
1: not. (laughs) (laughs) You're
0: right. Anyway, um, Stupinski said... That he really wanted this to be a big theatrical comedy because mm-hmm. that's what he remembers growing up and seeing were comedies in the theater um big influence he said the biggest one was the graduate which makes sense in terms of premise but not so much in terms of a lot of other things in the movie <laughs> i think yeah. um more specifically risky business ah. and he said uh heartbreak kid
1: I thought I can see that from if like Jennifer Lawrence's character was more kind of like the heartbreak kid guy.
0: Yeah, and the um the Percy character is more of the Jeannie Berlin. Yeah. <laughs> and the Sybil Shepherd character somehow. Yeah. Both of them.
1: Well the Genie Berlin, we should talk about that one mm-hmm. sometime. Isn't that the one where she's eating egg salad really crazy? Well and I mean. yeah, and she
0: always has her cream on or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I Great do. One. I do love Elaine. Have we done an Elaine May yet?
0: We did um, a New Leaf. Did didn't we? we?
1: No, I don't no, think so. We didn't. I think we just talk about it a lot. Oh, I don't know and we
0: it... went to see it in the theater. Yeah, but I don't know if we they... didn't do an episode. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll have to rectify this sometime soon. Anyway. We've talked about comps, as they say in the industry, but what is... No that's, hard... a
1: great, that's a great term you just threw out.
0: Yeah, I made it up. <laughs> um, would you tell the kind folks at home who maybe don't have access to Netflix and can't read the description or watch a quick clip what <laughs> No Hard Feelings is about?
1: No Hard Feelings is about Jennifer Lawrence's character, Maddie, who is... Uh, at risk of losing her house in montauk Mm -hmm. new york i believe um a, a kind of summer vacation town but she's a local she's uh at risk of losing her house so she's trying to find ways to make money um and one of her friends finds this craigslist ad of these parents asking someone to date their um son and in return they would get to use uh their Buick
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is important because she's a Uber driver and um the cousin from the bear
0: took her car. Oh, that's who that is? Yeah. Interesting.
1: What uh so she she decides to try to uh date this nineteen year old kid who doesn't really have any friends is pretty awkward. Um, And as a 31- or 2-year-old woman, (laughs) I can't remember which one she is in the movie, but she is uh, trying to kind of get this kid out of his shell. At first, she thinks she just needs to have sex with him to get the car, Uh, but then she finds that he's just a sweet kid, and they're kind of becoming actual friends, and she cares about him um, kind of kind of unclear if it's romantic or just kind of like an odd friendship that they have
0: she definitely um, has some romantic feelings for him at one point at they're just point. misguided
1: yeah yeah because her life you know she's a classic uh, a classic uh, i guess woman child who <coughs> needs to grow up yeah. take a relationship child. Okay. <laughs> well if it's man oh, child then it oh, should be woman child
0: lady child
1: lady child maybe Um, she needs to kind of grow up, get her life in order, um, possibly leave town to kind of Mm
0: -hmm.
1: realize her dreams. Um, she and the, the parents are talking at some point and the kid overhears them and that it was all a lie. And he, of course, has actually fallen in love with this beautiful older woman Mm. who (laughs) he thinks he's dating for the (laughs) summer, um, and they they all make up she sells her house to her her friends natalie morales and
0: scott MacArthur. yeah jimmy
1: from the mick yeah um and she decides to move to california and then the kid goes to princeton and that dear friends is the plot of no hard feelings you, you're walking too fast and his eyes were like help me help me I'm gonna fall <laughs> oh,
0: oh, Maxie. Um, yeah I think going just off the plot a lot of people would I think expect this to be the kind of broad comedy that it is but yeah. but contains a bit more Um, they very very wisely I think made it feel modern but not in a way that seems like they're self-censoring like a lot of comedies these days
1: yeah i think it i think because it's it is a slightly edgier premise Mm -hmm. just in terms of like this lady is trying to this 30 year old woman is trying to date a 19 year old to get a car Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a wholesome plot you know, not like But it's any- a
0: wholesome movie. It is a. Way. It
1: is, but it's not like the plot of anyone but you, where it's right. like a class. You know, it's not like a classic rom com setup.
0: Right. right. Yeah. They. I just think it's interesting that there's. They maybe try and hedge a little by making him 19 instead of 18, but ultimately, you come into the movie with the clear premise of this is an adult woman trying to have sex with this kid who just graduated high school. Yeah. And they don't, they don't hedge. That is what they get a lot of laughs out of is her attempting to do that and failing because this kid is such a dork.
1: Yeah. I, I was reading some of the, obviously there was some backlash to mm-hmm. the premise of it. In an article for Bust, uh, one <laughs> reviewer commented that uh, take a moment to think ab- if, about if this film would be uh, made if the genders were reversed can you imagine pitching a film where a 32 year old man was paid to groom and coerce a 90 year old woman into having sex that she didn't want to have no one would make that movie but it's presented as funny and quirky when a grown woman does the manipulating
0: they've they have made that movie it's called uh red rocket and it's a comedy and yes it's disgusting like
1: yeah so the the in defense of the movie a lot of people have said yeah it's supposed to be gross and misguided and um the kid that plays percy said the film never condones anything that maddie does or that his care his character's parents do Um, it's a movie about flawed people and it's a cringe comedy you're meant to cringe you're meant to sit with uncomfortable feelings Um, and i think he makes a good point about the overall theme of the movie Mm -hmm. which he says it's about wanting to find love and connection not pressuring young males into sexual relationships which i mean it's like it's i think that's what makes does make it kind of interesting Mm because it's like any typical you know quote-unquote typical teen guy in a move in a teen movie would be like oh yeah i want to have it kind of like the graduate like yeah. i would have sex with this older lady well actually i've never seen he that.
0: doesn't want really want to well, well yeah
1: but i guess kind of like an american pie i imagine the american yeah. pie boys would the boy be who has
0: this i think it's is it the shermanator who has sex with stifler's mom I don't remember.
1: I can't say I know (laughs) at all. But, you know, I feel like those kind of guys in a classic movie would be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have sex with this lady. Oh, yeah, yeah, awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody, I'm I'm going to have have sex
1: sex with with this lady. lady. Oh, it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's what does make it a little bit more wholesome is, like, through their relationship, they come to very different endings where he is open more sexually and Mm -hmm. like frees himself from being so awkward and she finds that you know she starts out being very free sexually Mm -hmm. and then finds that she needs love and connection Mm -hmm. even if she found it in like a a friend in this 19 year old
0: yeah i i think they they know exactly what line to walk it up to without it being without it becoming red rocket Mm -hmm. but also it's like like the actor stated it's it's just bizarre to me that there would be backlash without people watching the movie because it's Mm -hmm. a movie about the discomfort inherent in that in that setup yeah it's not
1: every year of twitter or the internet
0: i've heard of x (laughs) I don't know what is this twitter you speak of <laughs> sounds like a defunct jack dorsey product perhaps <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean i guess people just want to get mad yes. online but it's yeah. just a it's just a silly r-rated comedy.
1: yeah i think there's i think um the writing of it feels very fresh just in that there are no drug sequences, mm-hmm. which Thank I goodness. think is huge. Yeah. The set pieces feel very original, but also uh, key to the actual story and to the character development.
0: Yeah. Like, You've got the beach set piece. Um, <laughs> what are the other big ones?
1: Um, where she's driving him down the highway and he's stuck and he's uh, clinging to the front of oh, her yeah, car. Right. He's naked. Yeah. Um, I... I've, let's see try to think of some of the other ones and then he does that to her at the end of the movie um There's no, sh- the, the party oh yeah where yeah. he <laughs> where he he and um a girl his age are mm-hmm. about to hook up but he's really sick because he took something uh, oh
0: yeah
1: and mixed it with alcohol and then she makes him throw up and then he says oh i don't know you're supposed not supposed to take tylenol when you drink <laughs> <laughs> yeah Very sweet kid yeah
0: i think he he is so good and i yeah. think the movie could work if you just have jennifer lawrence and any kid but yeah. the fact that they're actually really successful scene partners together yeah it's such a a kind of premise that we don't really go back to very often of now just because a lot of comedies aren't getting made. But just wouldn't it be funny if these two people had to interact for two hours? Yeah. That's, that's enough if their actors are good are and good. the writing is good.
1: And the characters are really unique and interesting. Mm-hmm. And you are rooting... The thing I think, too, that makes it work is that you're rooting for both of them mm-hmm. to achieve their goals. And so even though the pre- like the general premise is kind of obviously gross, it's like, well, she doesn't want to, like, this is her last right. for sure. She's
0: not a predator. <laughs> like, no. she would not choose to hook up with him.
1: Right. But desperate times. And, like, you know, and he's a very endearing young man who's a complete dweeb.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of i think sort of not small or subtle humor but just there are so many jokes constant well more mostly for the first two thirds but a lot of comedies would have her just show up at the house mm-hmm. the the idea that she rollerblades all the <laughs> way there and then has to rollerblade up the all of these the stairs. stairs.
1: And then there's a there's like a little interaction where um, they are, the parents are interacting with her and Matthew Broderick is like, my name's Laird and she's, Laird? Like lasagna? He goes, lasagna? No, my name's Laird. <laughs> like there's just some really good world jokes that they build into it to set the tone of the movie so that the cringe doesn't hits you too hard but it kind of eases you into all of it
0: yeah and i think maybe the fact that gene stupinski worked on the office forever a lot helps. of
1: it yeah a lot of the jokes do feel kind of like classic office jokes
0: yeah not well,
1: that that's like obviously a, a great thing
0: yeah well i mean the i like the we only have pepsi then the do you want to go somewhere else could definitely <laughs> yeah. be a michael line yeah you know or a dwight like yeah just odd specificity mm-hmm. in characters um a lot of i think some of the uh, flack that the movie gets f- f- that's more thought out is just i think a kind of common criticism of any comedy mm-hmm. of it just slowing down in the third act and becoming so about the characters but this is one of the only examples where i think it really works that the third act is a lot more character
1: yeah i agree i think i think it, it to me kind of resembles like a bridesmaid's third act where it is very character but we still get some good sequences we still get good jokes and i feel like that criticism i'd never tend to agree with just because it's like well They've spent so much time invest, like getting you to invest in these characters. Don't mm-hmm. you want to see that pay off in this last act? Like, what if it wasn't character-driven at all? Then you'd be like, there was no substance at the end. Right. So it doesn't really, I don't know. I never really see that as anything that tracks.
0: I think the when when that is a valid criticism is when a movie tries to be two different movies and sure. sort of shortcuts... But like the thing I always think of is We're the Millers, a movie that maybe I'd like more now because I was quite uh, hoity toity about it when I saw it. Um, But it's a really stupid ensemble comedy that is, you know, has some relationships between the characters that are, I guess, meaningful, but is incredibly (laughs) broad the whole time really big out there and then spends like 35 minutes at the end Mm. really trying to get you to invest in the characters without having done any of that like work in the first two acts here i mean it's it's there the whole time so i don't mind that it slows down a bit
1: yeah and it really doesn't slow i don't think it really slows down that much i mean we just have to spend more time with Jennifer Lawrence's character because the kid finds out what right. she's done. Yeah. But then it's like, well, we still get the great sequence at the end where he she says she won't let go of his car until he forgives her and then he drives into the ocean. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we still get a good ending set piece.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's bookended very well. Mhm. Um Is there anything that doesn't really... Because I think for both of us, this is one of our favorite out-and-out comedies Mm -hmm. in in a while, but was there anything that sort of takes you out of it or doesn't work for you?
1: I don't think so. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what makes it a four and not like a a four-and-a-half or a Mm five-star movie. Jennifer Lawrence is... Amazing, mm-hmm. she. I mean, the way she can capture the camera is just unmatched. Yeah, yeah. I think um, an image I always think of from this movie that makes me laugh every time I think mm-hmm. about it is when she <laughs> kicks in the the door and <laughs> and yells, "Are you having sex with him?" <laughs> um, I think it's very funny. Um, very good imagery. Very good physical comedy from her. Yep. Um, just kind of brings back to like, oh yeah, I'm glad she's coming back to do stuff because mm-hmm. she, I've always liked her. She's great. Yeah. Um, I don't know what what for you anything or
0: nothing major. I think the only parts that maybe feel a little uh, s- streaming movie in a pejorative way are um, and there are two actors who I like a lot generally but the scott MacArthur and natalie morales characters are just not quite Mm. there for me and it's kind of just like it's one of the only elements where i'm like yep that's what these characters in movies usually are it's sort of like uh they're the plot friends who have things together they're they're not they don't harm the movie in any way but I don't know.
1: I, that's interesting. I like them. I think I think I like them because I think more than any of those kinds of uh characters in a movie, they feel like an actual real couple the way that they speak to each other mm-hmm. or like talk about her when she's not there, like when she leaves the room. Mm-hmm. The I feel like they they have little moments that to me make them a more successful couple in that kind of plot friend mm-hmm. way. Um and I also like that, you know, I don't know. I guess they, they do kind of set up, like, uh, well, to change, she has to give them her house and yeah. stuff. But I think it's it's nice. It's, like, a truly selfless thing to do. Yeah. Whereas, like, I, I don't know that you see something of that big of a gesture in a lot of comedies like this, where it makes yeah. me think, like, oh, wow, this is actually satisfying because she has gone on this like massive change whereas you know in 40 year old virgin
0: he 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 gives up all of his that's true he gives up
1: all of his toys yeah i'm trying to think of an example maybe where they don't i guess that's not a good example because that's in
0: an apatow in any apatow thing they are going to very buy the books give 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 up up something yeah
1: i don't know yeah i don't know i i felt like their whole storyline and all of that felt satisfying to me. Fair. But I also like those two quite a bit. And I like the jokes that they gave them.
0: Yeah. The, I mean, I think a lot of Scott McArthur's lines, knowing he's like a writer as well, mm-hmm. I feel very uh, yeah, improv, whether they were or not. Um, one, I think one thing that makes it feel just a little more textured is the stuff with with J Law's dad not really getting resolved, is really good. I think yeah, most I do like that. would force a resolution there.
1: Oh, absolutely, and right. make her reach out to him in order to save her house. Mm. And while that is an option,
0: right? She doesn't, she doesn't, take doesn't it. do it. Yeah,
1: because you know he didn't. She doesn't even have an. Ad- I mean, frankly, she doesn't even have an address for him. So how yeah. would she even get in touch with him?
0: Yeah that's true i mean he's presumably in the area he's supposed to be one of the rich guys right or from new york oh i see vacations well new york's such a small town
1: you just gotta go over there and ask anyone (laughs) uh, if they know him and they'll say yeah he works right here it's me (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) um this this movie did semi boffo yeah it made 50 million on the dot Mm. um Open to fifteen, mm-hmm. had it opened slightly higher, it probably would have stuck around longer. But this, it came out in June. Mm-hmm. I think the next weekend, Joyride came out. Not mm-hmm. that Joyride cut in, but certainly Maybe couldn't deluded. have helped. Yeah. And then a few weeks later, all of the screens were taken up by Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. Uh,
1: I do feel like perhaps releasing in the same month as Barbenheimer was a detriment to a lot of movies yeah especially comedies because i think you know people are gonna make an event where they're planning like a month or so in advance to go see barbenheimer mm-hmm. they're not gonna also like you know a typical movie person who goer who maybe goes a couple times yeah. a year they're not gonna do all of it in that july month
0: no but at the same time you can't it's an issue when studios which they've been doing more of lately will just fully clear the decks because something big is coming out and then of course when they do that then whatever's big ends up underperforming and everyone's Mm -hmm. like well there's nothing out
1: Uh uh-huh
0: but this was something no one exactly could have predicted um but even so it i think it helped Mm -hmm. um make Anyone but you a bigger hit just yeah. because now this movie is probably gonna make about half of what that made but you gotta put stuff out there in order to remind people that you you go can go to a, a movie theater to see yeah this kind of movie I
1: I will say like I think last year's I thought he was being for a um I think last year's comedies had very good titles mm-hmm. very good comedy. bottoms bottoms strays mm-hmm. no hard feelings i think is like a classic comedy mm-hmm. title yeah um
0: joyride is joyride
1: is like we talked about vague
0: it. title but vague
1: and doesn't quite fit the movie but you know is.
0: sounds a, like a vaguely comedy. like a comedy yeah. movie
1: barbie <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> i mean oh uh, anyone but you i think is a great yeah like rom-com classic rom-com title yeah. but yeah
0: absolutely um
1: j-law got a gg for her role in gg nom gg nom
0: she emma oh, yeah, stone she, won i guess yeah, she, yeah well yes well yeah that is also a comedy though i have it to is. give it
1: it certainly is
0: yeah and it's a comedic performance oh um, yeah absolutely um yeah i mean this movie has certainly taken off more since it's gone on netflix I,
1: yeah it when it was on netflix
0: it was like a billion minutes when
1: they released it it debuted And this is nielsen so this is actually maybe well not just netflix releasing their opinion about how something did it debuted at number one as the most streamed title of the week which was the week of the 23rd of october yeah uh, with 1.1 billion minutes viewed um it's the only title to ever have that much streamed in one in that week
0: yeah so it was the
1: top for that week
0: especially impressive because that includes movies and tv
1: yeah and it and it had equal uh those minutes were distributed equally across 18 to 64 hey. strip, which is pretty good that it you know attracted all ages
0: that is pretty good and well and also i think anything any movie will be much bigger on streaming if you put it in theaters for even a few weeks yeah because it makes it as the industry talks about it and says it makes movies more sticky
1: and we love sticky movies we do love we not, sticky folks? Movie.
0: but had this dropped just on netflix would have been huge for a week would have been memed and yeah. then would and have been gone it. um Bax- well
1: baxter anything to say
0: our dog Baxter is having a bit of a shake fest, which tells he, to me he may need he to, to use the bathroom. He might pee on our <laughs> carpet again. Yeah.
1: He says, "Don't tell them that." <laughs> I've never done that.
0: <laughs> no, he never has before. But anything else you want to let people know before we log off?
1: I think you know. Add to the one point one billion minutes viewed. Yeah. Go be, ahead and watch it.
0: Be the minutes you want to stream in the world.
1: <laughs> you are what you stream.
0: That's right. Well, well, what are we s-
1: doing next week?
0: Well, I pitched something to you earlier. Do you want to do that? I no Zonal movie? I was thinking no, because okay. we're already on this topic.
1: Okay, let's do it.
0: We're going to do our comedy Oscars next week. We'll talk about the movies we covered these last few weeks and even more. So we'll see you then. Bye.